opinion. Call or text 250-374-5345. Find us on Facebook or on Twitter at Radio NL News. This is Jeff Andreas on RadioNL.com. Hello and happy Monday here on Radio NL. Thanks for tuning in. The Kamloops Blazers had a much better weekend compared to the week before. They scored home wins over division rivals, the Kelowna Rockets, and the Vancouver Giants. I'm joined now by Blazers play-by-play announcer, John Keane. John, how you doing, buddy? Hey, well, much better today, right? You know, after the uh, the opening weekend uh, there where it was three games and three nights and without a result, uh, as you pointed out there, yeah, it's a much better uh, day to come off a weekend like that. Yeah, so uh, let's start by taking a quick look back to, to Friday's game. Uh, overtime win over Kelowna, 3-2 final score. I thought it was, uh, personally, when I was there, I found it to be a bit of a boring game just compared to the, out of the two, it was the more boring, in my opinion. Uh, but maybe that was kind of what the Blazers needed to do was sort of calm things down, play a little bit more structured, I guess. How did you feel about the game plan against uh, Kelowna on Friday night? Well, the thing with those games against Kelowna is uh, it's Kelowna and Kamloops, so it's, it's never boring. It's, it's kind of nail-biting, <laughs> even though I know, I know what you mean, the flow of the game maybe wasn't there. But that's what Kelowna's trying to do. Uh, they're not going to be a team that can trade chances, uh, at least not yet. Uh, I would expect them to add you know, some forwards uh, down here to closer to the trade deadline. But they want to defend and try to win those low-scoring games. Hence, they only had, what, 20 shots on goal, and I think they had five power plays that night. So, uh, yeah, that that's kind of going to be the game flow sometimes, I think, when you play Kelowna and Adam Foote, who is a defensive-minded coach, uh, structure, systems coach, right? So I, I think that's what you saw in that game. Um, you know, gladly, uh, and I guess thankfully, uh, was Ryan Hughes' debut and, uh, and his debut kind of trumped uh, all of that uh, with, a, with a sensational game and then the overtime winner. Yeah, heck of a debut there for Ryan Hughes. Like you mentioned, two goals, one assist, including the overtime winner. I mean, uh, what is this kid going to bring to this team? I mean, I'm sure you had broken it all down prior to his debut with the trade being made last week. But, I mean, now that you've had a chance to see him on the ice, I mean, was it everything that you expected and, and maybe even more than? Yeah, I think Friday night was. It was more than I expected. He played really well off of uh, Zane Franklin. They combined for for a goal. And then, you know, of course, uh, Hughes in overtime got that power play and, and just kind of snuck a shot through. And you know, definitely, I, I think uh, that was more than I bargained for. But, but for some reason, the WHL and junior hockey in general, I don't know what it is, but whenever a player makes a debut, let's say he's a, um, you know, a star player coming over after a trade, or they, they always seem to have big nights in the, in the league. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe they're, they're ramped up. Uh, there's a lot of attention and focus, and their teammates also want them to have a good game. Um, you know, and then, then Saturday, I don't think it was, uh, you know, his best game. He, he kind of fought the puck a little bit, and that line didn't get a lot done, even strength. And, um, you know, luckily there was uh, a lot other a big supporting cast around him. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to see a guy that uh, has the ability to score and, and is going to make some uh, some dynamic plays and some fancy plays. But there'll be nights, too, where, where he struggles because, you know, trying to maybe make those plays and, um, you know, and they're taken away. Uh, it, it, whatever you, you, whenever you turn the puck over or um, fail to make a play, that's what everybody sees, right? They don't see, you know, the, the, the kind of the behind the scenes stuff. So uh, you, there's going to be nights like we saw where it's going to be, wow, fantastic, what a night. There's going to be nights like Saturday, too, where it's kind of held in check. So, given what you said off the top there, do you think, I guess, that the Blazers should be finding a player to debut every single game just to, you know, give them a bit of an edge or what? <laughs> Yeah, just 
<laughs> randomly picking up guys. Yeah, just for the nights. Yeah. I, it's strange how the league works. I remember I was in Swift Current uh, years ago, like 10, 12 years ago, and uh, the Blaze, or the Broncos picked up a player by the name of uh, Ned Lukasovic from the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, and he debuted with a five goal game. Um, you know, and there's no way that he ever did anything close to that yeah. after that, right? It's just the way it seems to work sometimes. Yeah, maybe uh, putting your putting a little bit more pressure on yourself moving forward. If you have a night like that, everyone's going to expect it every time you touch the ice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a great weekend too for uh, goaltender Dylan Guerin. I mean, I thought uh, he stopped what fifty-one of fifty-five over the course of the two games. Um, you know, quite quite busier on Saturday against Vancouver when he faced thirty-five shots. Um, I mean, does between the pipes, I mean, have a real good chance of being a, a strength for this team over the course of the year? Uh, he had a rough couple of games, kind of to start giving up eight in his first two starts, uh, but it looks like he was a little bit calmer here this weekend. Well, I think his play also reflected the, the the lack of the quality opportunities as well that he would have faced opening weekend. He, he was actually really good opening weekend, but just faced too many quality chances, too many turnovers in front of him, and odd man rushes, and that's you know that's going to expose any goaltender. Uh, but but you're right, yeah, he he did bounce back, especially against Vancouver, where you know he makes 33 saves, and uh, he he's never beaten Vancouver in his life, and and uh, last season he had an ample opportunity to do that, couldn't get it done. So so, you know, this year, you know, he, he took it on as a bit of a challenge. I think he was very motivated to play the Giants. Uh, he was locked in, played very, very well. Um, you know, and and you could kind of see it before the game that he was uh, he was determined. And, uh, yeah, so, so he gets the job done there. He gets the job done against Kelowna. Um, you know, two teams that have pretty good power plays. You don't want to get, put them on the power play very much. Uh, there was a lot of... You know opportunities on the man advantage, but uh, yeah, he's 17 and he's a good goalie, and uh, and he's going to be a good goalie for this team. And you know, it was nice to see him pick up the two wins. Uh, joined by Blazers play-by-play announcer John Keane. So looking uh, specifically at Saturday, I mean, the, the Vancouver Giants are pegged as one of the favorites to win the W this year. Uh, obviously, they were the conference champion last year and, and almost got to the Memorial Cup, but just fell a little bit short. Uh, Bowen Byram and company got off to a quick start there, scoring just five minutes in on a power play, and then uh, Logan Stankoven just answered right back about a minute later, and then Blazers were kind of uh, felt a little more in control after that. Um, I guess one of the concerns, though, like you had mentioned, 10 penalties over the course of these two games. I mean, is there any concern when it comes to discipline here as the season moves along? I mean, five penalties a game, I think, is far too many to be taking, in my opinion. Well, you know, I think there was some concern uh, after the very first game against the Spokane Chiefs, the home opener. There was the major penalty and some other uh, undisciplined plays. But honestly, I haven't seen a lot of undisciplined plays. Uh, sometimes in these games, uh, it's it's odd how it goes with the officiating here. It, it doesn't matter how uh, your 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 chances are going. If you're getting power play opportunities, eventually they're all going to even out in the end, especially with division rivals. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we saw. Um, you know, the Blazers uh, had some opportunities uh, to get on the power play. Uh, and then it's almost like, okay, now what can we find here to try to even up the odds here a little bit uh, with these two teams? And that, that's kind of what I saw. I didn't see really any undisciplined play uh, this weekend. I thought everybody played uh, pretty well on that regard. Uh, and in the WHL, yeah, you're going to see nights where, you know, you're, you're surrendering four, five, six power plays a night. I'd be more concerned if it was eight, nine, or, and, and there was like five on threes and things like that. So, yeah, you know, I think they're not too concerned about the discipline. I think, yes, there was maybe after the home opener, that was just a one-game sample, but I think this team has clamped it down. And you know, the penalty kill's really strong. It's, it's structured, uh, and uh, it's done a good job so far this season. Yeah, I think uh, when you're talking about even things up, I believe each team had five penalties on both nights, so obviously uh, pretty, pretty consistent. 
Yes, and both nights, uh, one team uh, went out to a three three zero or four zero penalty advantage or power play advantage right away, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, wait till the end of the night when this shows five five. <laughs> sure enough, both nights, that's that's what happened. So. Um, uh, looking uh, uh, at that game against Vancouver, I mean, obviously, uh, like I had mentioned before, one of the favorites to, to come out of the WHL this year. I guess just uh, what does that mean for the team to get a win over a team like that? Obviously, when you start 0-3, uh, you know, your confidence might be a little bit shaky, but they come back with two wins and, and two wins over some pretty good teams. And, and like I said, one of the favorites here. Um, they won 6-2. to two. I don't know if the score really reflected exactly how the game went. It was a little bit closer than that. Um, but the, the two late goals sort of made the score look a little bit more lopsided. But just what does that do? We think for a team like this, uh, you know, in terms of building that confidence and being able to kind of take this this season to the next level here, uh, you know, now two and three on the season and, and looking to kind of continue that. Yeah, you know, that, that win over Vancouver was big. Last season, this team uh, had opportunities to beat the Giants. They had uh, third-period leads. Uh, they had, you know, games in overtime. They had uh, tie games late in the third period. And through the eight-game season series, they didn't collect a victory. Uh, the best they could do was uh, two losses in overtime and one shootout loss, and then five regulation losses. And if you want to go back the year prior, they had lost the last two games against the Giants. So Vancouver was riding a 10-game winning streak against the Blazers going into that game and yeah to get that victory against the team that is so-called favorite i think people are picking the giants to be you know on top of this division again and i think the blazers making a statement to say hey uh, we want to be included in that mix granted you're right vancouver has good pedigree going all the way to the whl championship and losing by a goal i mean game seven overtime uh is how it was decided so you know winning against the giants a team that is not shying away from those championship expectations mm-hmm. at all uh, they feel that they are going to be right there in the end and and i uh, think for the blazers to take round one uh, and hand the Giants back-to-back losses, actually, because they lost Friday at home, and that was, uh, that was a big step for this hockey team. Good stuff, John. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Okay, Jeff, yeah, tee up Wednesday's game. Uh, Wednesday, they got the Seattle Thunderbirds in town here for a 7 o'clock face-off, and, of course, the Blazers will be looking for revenge from opening weekend when their goalie made uh, 50 saves in that Saturday night. So. Yeah, you can listen to John here on Radio NL on Wednesday evening.